Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you even trail bra? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you even trail bra? Welcome back to Rebecca Runs Trails. It is Sunday and it is March 4th. Uh, I am feeling pretty tired because yesterday, no, I didn't run. Um, I spent my entire day at night uh, at an aid station for our race here, Blood, Sweat, and Beers. So it's been kind of an interesting week before I talk about the race yesterday. Lots to talk about with the race. Uh, I really, this week, have just still kind of struggled since jackpot with kind of motivation and purpose, um, which I know is normal. Just kind of, you know, I, I'm I'm on another recovery week on my plan this week, so I didn't get to run much, which usually means that I have extra time to kind of obsess and worry and be anxious about things that I don't normally worry about. And then when I'm not running, I'm not feeling very good about myself, I'm not feeling confident, feel fat, and feel lazy. So this week's been, you know, interesting because I've had to think about a lot of these things. And the one question that I always ask and I've asked before, I've talked about this before, is, you know, is it all worth it? You know, as ultra runners, we spend so much time and so much money um, in our running. And then always after a big race, of course, you know, especially when it doesn't go as you planned, it's always kind of like, is it all worth it? You know, so for me, um, Monday kind of started off pretty bad. I Everything's going really great at work. I'm, like I said, you know, last week, I'm getting ready to transition, you know, next year I'm going to do something else. Um, I got a student teacher, so um, I'm super, super busy. Um, it's I love having student teachers, but it just adds another thing on my plate um, right now. So I got a student teacher on Monday, and then um, Monday night, every Monday night, I lead a group run. And after work Monday, I didn't have my sons this week. I just, I didn't feel like going. I, I wanted to run but it's been kind of cold here for, for Vegas, and I just didn't feel like going out there, getting all bundled up and being cold and stuff. So, um, But I, I went. I, I lead the run, and I got out there, and there was an, a, a big group of people. I was I was really surprised how many people showed up, even though the weather was kind of bad. So we, um, we started out, and we did this loop. I've talked about it before in Calico Basin that I, um, I absolutely love it. I actually, on Strava, I named the segment that we do, the, the, the loop that we do, uh, my loop, Rebecca's loop, but because I love it so much and, and I'm out there so much, several times a week usually. Uh, it was funny though because right before Jackpot two weeks ago, I was running the fastest times I've ever ran on this loop and I was feeling so good. So we went out there Monday and we got started. My legs just have still felt kind of heavy. I felt really good. Um, that knee issue that I had before that I was talking about still was kind of lingering. It wasn't bothering me. It wasn't really slowing me down. It was just making me nervous because it was there. So I didn't want to push myself. So we got out there and of course, you have to remember it's cold, it's dark, because we meet about six o'clock and we start running about 6.15. It's cold, it's dark, it's a little windy. Uh, we're all bundled up. Um, we're running through the dark, right? It makes us, makes us crazy in the desert on the trails. And this loop that I always run, I always run it so fast and I just, I, I wasn't able to run it. So then I was getting frustrated. You know, this is only not even the end of the first mile. But, you know, something happened where, you know, I started getting in the groove and I started feeling really good and I picked up the pace and I was kind of leading the group. So I was making sure that we didn't have anybody left behind. That's really important to me. So I stopped and I waited for the group that was at the back to make sure that they all went through. And I was able to catch up to the people up in the front, get up in the front again. And 
my knee was bothering me a little bit, but I ran really, really strong. So even though it was dark and it was cold, it was a little windy, I was able to kind of pick up my normal pace that I would run on that trail in the daytime under great conditions, which really helped me. I felt great. And just being out there in my favorite place really kind of picked up my spirits quite a bit. And I, I was getting back into the groove of things. So we finished the run. Um, it was really great. And then some of us, you know, we go out afterwards and talk. So it was really nice. It was nice to catch up with everyone. And I'm so glad that I went and, and got that done. And then the rest of the week, I've just been really busy again. And normally that that doesn't happen. My running always comes first. <laughs> you know, I mean, my sons come first, but I've also learned that if you make excuses and you let little things get in the way of your running, you'll never get a run in. And so, you know, my thing is, if I have a run plan that day, today, today, everything else can wait. Everything can wait the hour or the 45 minutes or whatever it is that I need to get my run in. Like that's, people always ask me, how do I make time for things? Well, that's what I say. You know, if I have a student that needs to make up a test on Tuesday after school and I'm supposed to go run six miles, they're going to have to make up that test tomorrow, you know, during a class or something. Let's just, you have to, I didn't put myself in that aspect of my life first for a long time. And running is so critical to my well-being that I do that. So I had to do that a little bit this week, but I didn't, I didn't get to run much. My plan didn't really call for much. So I think it was kind of just this cycle of, I wasn't running and so I wasn't feeling good and then I didn't want to run and I just I just had a, a week like that. Not a, again, not a big deal because my plan didn't call for much. Actually, I could have taken this week off most of most of the days anyway, according to my plan, but I did, you know, miss running. Um, so that was, it was kind of strange. So this week was was bad, though. I had some low points just Again, I'm, I'm single and I'm by myself all the time. And when my sons are with their dad, especially when I'm not running, you know, that's that's how I fill up all my free time, I notice. So when my boys are gone and I'm, I'm home by myself, like I'm out in the desert running for hours or whatever after school. And then, you know, sometimes I'll go out to dinner by myself or I'll meet up with a, a friend from work and that's it though. And so when I don't have running to replace that, it leaves me alone, you know, with my thoughts and, and trying to think about, okay, well, why is it that I am alone? All that stuff that I don't want to think about. So... This week was pretty bad as far as that goes. Um, and then I got an opportunity, and I'm definitely going to talk more about this in great detail as it progresses. Um, super great opportunity. So I kind of talked before about um, we have a, a person here who trains my friend Ron Hammett, Michael, and he's with Motivated LV. And um, I actually got to set up an appointment with him on Friday um, for him to do an evaluation of me. So um, I did that on Friday. And again, I want to talk more about that in a whole episode. So that was really exciting, though, because I have had some lingering issues. And, and it's not that I'm in denial about them, right? But um, I've had some lingering issues with my right leg. I've always had issues with my right leg. I overpronate with my right leg. I have some weaknesses, some imbalances. And, you know, over time, the longer I run and the more I run, the more problems it's caused for me. And I've kind of just slapped Band-Aids on the issue um, I think that that is why I got a stress fracture. Um, I think that that's why I've had all the injuries that I've had. I've had foot problems, back problems, and I think it all leads to this right leg. So meeting with him and and going over some things and him showing me some things just immediately. I was only there for a little over an hour. Um, I feel so much better. I feel like this issue, these little issues that I've had before, um, I'm going to be able to get them under control and fix them. And and, I, and I'm excited. That's going to just take me to the next level in my training. Um, and help me get stronger, get faster, because I, I definitely want to do that. So that was really cool. So so that was on Friday. Um, and then, so the race. Uh, the race was Saturday. It was yesterday. 
This is Blood, Sweat, and Beers. This is one of our biggest races here. It's out at Bootleg Canyon um, near Boulder City, Nevada. It's just outside of Las Vegas. It's like 45 minutes from my house. Um, I haven't been out there, actually, I realized, since last year. When I first started trail running, I actually used to go out there all the time, even though it's kind of a drive from my house and I have trails that are closer. Uh, the trails out there are super technical, but they're super beautiful. And you can run. You can get a lot of mileage out there. There's some really great trails out there that are fairly flat. Uh, there's there's a lot of ups and downs, rollers, um, it's everything you could want. And again, your 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 options are, are limitless out there. So it's really it's great. It's beautiful. Uh, so the race was out there, and I decided a long time ago when I I saw when the race was going to be that I wasn't going to run it this year. Um, this was that was my first trail race three years ago, and I ran it um, you know since every year. But I decided this year just with jackpot that after attempting to do a hundred miler, no matter how it went, it was just too soon. Um, and I really need to focus on recovering so that I can get strong for Quicksilver. Um, my, my, my plan for Quicksilver officially actually starts tomorrow. So this is, I'm in a recovery period. So I, I was smart for once and I decided not to sign up uh, to run yesterday. So since I wasn't running, um, there's, there's an aid station that I really love. It's called the Caldera Aid Station. It's kind of in the middle of the race. So this race is crazy, crazy awesome, because there's all different distances going on in the morning and then at night. So there's a 2K kids race, there's a 5K, there's a 10K, there's a half marathon, there's a 30K, and there's a marathon. And they basically all are kind of going at the same time. They're, of course, stagnated start times, but all those, those different distances are out there at the time. So this aid station, Caldera, kind of is Grand Central Station. It's in the middle of the race. And a lot of the distances, you know, the marathon comes through four or five times. The 30Kers go through three times. It's the half marathoners come through multiple times. So everyone's coming through this station in from different directions and they're going different directions all at the same time. So I wanted to be there because um, people really helped me last year. So I decided to just hang out because I, I would be there hanging out anyway. I mean, what else am I going to do? Uh, from 7 in the morning until about 11 o'clock at night. So that was the plan. And I had my sons this weekend. So a while ago, I asked my sons, you know, hey, they have a kids race. Would you guys like to run the kids race? And one of my sons, I have twins. He's, he's like, no, he didn't want to do it. Um, but my other uh, twin son, William, he wanted to do it. And he loves running. He's he's actually a few times come out to some group runs with us. And he takes off and runs with all the fast guys. And I always worry about him. And he's fine without any training. And he's eight. So um, he wanted to sign up for it. So, you know, we didn't really do any training at all for it. I don't. He's not really been running too much. I mean, he runs at school and PE and stuff like that. But it's a 2K race. So, um I decided to bring the boys out and we would, you know, hang out and I would manage the station and they could just kind of play in the desert, play with any of the kids that were there, kind of help me out. They can sit in my car and play on their iPads for a little bit and just, it'd be nice, nice for us to hang out all day. Not, I know, not, not the funnest thing in the world for them, but you know, it's absolutely better than what they would normally be doing. So anyway, so I brought my sons and, uh, I decided they would hang out and then I would just, you know, manage it. And then I recruited um, a lot of people. We had a lot of people sign up uh, for help to help volunteer there because you need a ton of people um, because, like I said, there's so many people coming through that aid station um, in the morning. So there's a morning race and then there's a night race. We have all the same distances except for the kids race at night. So um, I had a bunch of people sign up to help out, people that I know, people that I'm friends with, a couple of people that I wasn't really familiar with. Um, and then... Um, I also asked my students, I teach high school, they, they have to get volunteer hours for their clubs, like 
National Honor Society and Student Council. So I ended up having five students, five different students come out for a little while. Uh, I had some girls who were desperate for hours because they're procrastinators and they were they were there with me until sev- from seven in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. So I'll talk about that because they were absolutely amazing and they helped, helped me out so much. So they definitely earned their volunteer uh, hours for sure. So we got there at seven o'clock and the start line is set up at the bottom of the hill. Um, we drove out to the aid station. It's about, it's almost two miles from where the start line is. So it was nice because I, I have a Honda Accord. I drive up the gravel road. I park at the aid station. Uh, we're good to go. It's, it's, the thing about this is the weather was, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't the best condition. So one good thing, it was kind of overcast most of the day. Um, no matter what, I don't care what time of year it is, if there's sun all day at a race here in Vegas, it gets pretty warm. It gets hot, especially for people from out of town. So one nice thing, it was it was overcast all day, so the temps were pretty cool. Um, it did get really windy at certain parts of the day. Uh, not so much in the morning. Um, definitely, though, in the afternoon and the evening, we had some pretty bad weather. So that was that was interesting. But we got there. Um, my, my students showed up and then everyone started to show up, um, got everything set up, you know, got all the food out, peanut butter, made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. My students made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, we had tailwind, we had water, we had pretzels, you know, oranges. My, my students cut up oranges for me. Um, uh, Marie Donovan, who's an amazing, amazing accomplished runner here and she lives in Henderson. She came out and, uh, she actually brought tortillas with avocado, which, wow, I've never seen that in an aid station. She said she's seen it in a couple of aid stations. That was a huge hit. Okay. So I'm gonna have to remember next time I do an aid station, you definitely want to do avocados, uh, with tortillas. And she actually even had little limes and stuff. Those, those are going faster than we can make them. We actually ended up running out of that later on because everybody was asking for it. So just typical aid station stuff was, was at our aid station. And then, of course, you know, we had a giant cowbell. Uh, and then my friend Heidi showed up. She's race director for another race company, Triple Dare. Uh, this was actually a desert dash race. So Heidi showed up, and she was helping me out. Um, she brought her her son, and so he was playing around with my sons. They they were kind of messing around and, and, and having fun climbing on the rocks and, and almost killing themselves. So Heidi was, Heidi was kind of keeping an eye on them uh, for me. Um, and then just, just a bunch of people showed up. It was amazing. So... What's kind of funny though is I know that course really well. Um, I, I looked at the maps, I studied them. Um, I've run the half marathon and I've run the marathon on that race. So I'm pretty familiar with how the course goes. So again, at this aid station that we're at, there's four different um, trails that come into this that, that we use for the race. And when runners come in, they're coming in like, like the marathoners. The first time they come in, they're gonna come in from a certain trail and then they're gonna go back out on a different trail. But then when they come back again the next time, they're gonna go out a different way and then they're gonna come in a different trail. So keeping track of where people were at and what distance they were at and which way they needed to go proved to be a little more of a challenge than I had expected. So thankfully I had so many awesome people there to do that and you know I know as a runner I'm always you know the AC no matter what you know I always ask to be sure but then at the same time I always double check my watch and I always double check the signs and I think I think it's so important especially on longer races that you are personally responsible for yourself I think it's so important and I've made this mistake myself you know, look at the course map before you go out. Like the race directors for most races, you know, they, they put a lot of effort into putting the maps up and putting the course profile and putting the descriptions. Um, super important, you know, and then of course, make sure that you're paying attention to the flaggings. You know, one thing, one thing I forgot to mention was Thursday after school, I actually really did have a, a good time because I, I went out to the race and I actually ended up flagging and putting um, course markers 
out uh, for a lot of the the trails out there, about seven miles of some of the trails. And so I got to do that with some friends, and it was it was fun. The weather wasn't the greatest again. It was kind of windy and cold, and we were worried that the flags were going to go blow away. But I love doing that. Like I love I love seeing the other side and being a part of the other side of the race because I do race so much. So it it just makes me feel good. And I think you know it's a learning experience too to go out there and, and know what it's like to course mark so that you know next time I'm out on a race I know you know why why people mark courses the way that they mark courses and it definitely helps with my navigation skills so so we had this this I was at this aid station and um, it I had enough people I had my students I had um, some really awesome people there helping out um, Darren was a, a great help he's a, a runner in our trail group and um, he was definitely helping me out with the distances so so the marathoners start first so now suddenly here they start coming in and the one thing that I wasn't expecting is that I know most of the people that are out there. So it's really nice. That's that's one thing I love. So when my my you know pe- my friends were coming in, people that I know, people in our running group, I could we had a bullhorn and I could ring the cowbell and I could yell their name and I was yelling, you know, th- certain things at people and calling people by their nicknames and it was really funny. And you could see like I know for me when that happens, it's so nice. Like when you come into an aid station and people know your name and they're super helpful. You know, and then I made sure I told my students, like, when a runner comes in, you know, grab their handheld for them and fill it up and ask them, you know, do they want water? Do they want toe in? You know, help as much as you can because especially the longer distances, people get really discombobulated and things like that. So so the marathon race was crazy because this marathon, I, I think it's 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 hard. Like, it's not easy. Um, because the Bootleg Canyon is so technical and the rocks out there are so sharp, you know, the, re- they're, the re- there's a reason why... They call this race blood, sweat, and beers. Okay, people, and there were, you get bloody out there. People, um, you fall, and the rocks are super sharp. It's volcanic rock. You're going to cut yourself. Um, so we actually had a woman early on in the race that um, she fell, and she face-planted, and she, oh, it was so gross. She hit her nose, and um, hopefully, I, I, I heard later that it wasn't broken, but we, we weren't sure at the time. Uh, there was blood just gushing from her nose. She clearly needed stitches. Um, she had bloody knees. So that was pretty bad. There was a couple of people that were out on the course that were still running that were bloody. I've, I've been that way myself. But the marathon is 26.5 miles. Um, it's 3,280 feet of vertical climb. So they, like I said, they come through first and then we direct them out um, to go up and then out and they go up a set of switchbacks. Then they come back into the aid station and then there's um, what we call the outer caldera loop and the inner caldera loop that they have to do. So they go out on, on one trail and then they take a split and then they come back in on a different trail and then we send them back out the same way and then they take a different split and they come back in a different way. And then we send them out to what we call West Leg, which is another direction. They go out West Leg, go all the way out around, come back up some switchbacks that we call it and then they come in again and then we send them out one more time. So imagine, and I have all these marathoners out there in the daytime that are doing that. And, you know, you have faster runners. We had a guy, um, and his name is uh, Chase Coffee. He actually won the marathon and set, I believe he set a course record. But he was running so fast that I almost didn't believe, like, that he, where he was. Because he would come in and we're like, there's no way you finished that loop already. I mean, we didn't say that to him, but that's what, you know, we were thinking because he was just, he was just gliding effortlessly, you know, and, and, and the guys that were behind him, I know really well, like my friend Ron and a couple other people, um, he was so far ahead of them. Like it was mind blowing because they're so fast and so strong. It was, it was crazy. So for the marathon, you know, he came in and we weren't sure, uh, 
there was a couple of times at first, honestly, like I felt so bad. I was absolutely mortified that I had to look at their bibs and then I had to ask them like what mileage are you at to make sure that I sent them the right way. So that I felt really bad because some of these people were trying, they were in a hurry and they were clearly, you know, trying to win or trying to stay in the top three or whatever. And it took a couple of seconds for me a couple of times, but you know, we didn't send anybody in the wrong direction. And, And there were a couple of people that initially a volunteer did send them in the wrong direction, but then somebody caught it. So I was super proud. Everybody at that aid station, it was nuts, right? We're doing amazing because the marathoners went off and then we had the 30Kers come in. And so same thing. Now the 30Kers came in same direction, but then they got, they got sent off through those same two loops and then they went in a different way. So that was super confusing because we had the marathoners and then the 30Kers out there and everyone's in a different place. Some of the marathoners had done one loop of Caldera and some hadn't craziness right so everybody you know it was really cool I was really proud of everybody that was there and I was getting super anxious because it was so much pressure on me and I definitely I didn't want to ruin anyone so it's kind of funny because I feel so bad about this and I hope he knows that but my friend Ron he um was running the marathon and he was I think he think he was in third and um he came in and um Marie, who was doing an amazing job of telling people exactly where to go, like she was just doing amazing. Um, she had just left to go watch her son run the 5K. So I didn't know what was going on on that side of the, the course. And I started to tell Ron to go the wrong way because the guy that was in first place had just come through. And I figured that Ron was right behind him because Ron is super fast. Well, that guy was so fast that he was an entire loop, a different section of the course ahead of him. So I actually told Ron to go a different way at first, but we fixed it. So I felt really bad because I know that caused him a little bit of time. Uh, but I, but I definitely hope that that didn't, I don't think that affected anything as far as like his placing and things like that. It was, I felt so bad. The one person that I actually screwed up on would be the one person I didn't want to screw up on. So I'm sorry, Ron. I hope, I hope that wasn't too bad. I felt so bad. So then after that, oh my gosh, I, I had the, the course map on my phone and I was like, I was super double checking to make sure that I knew exactly what was going on. And I was yelling at everyone and, you know, in a good way, in a good way, but oh my gosh, I would have felt so awful because I, I can't even imagine. Imagine, you know, that would be my worst fear if you're out there and you're you're doing really well, no matter what, I guess, how you're doing. And somebody tells you to go the wrong way, right? Like you go and then you go the wrong way and your whole race is ruined. So it was it was total chaos because not chaos, it was organized chaos. Because again, everybody was doing everything the way that they would they should have been. Um and then then we had the half marathoners come in and the half marathoners are coming in. And so I had marathon runners and 30k runners and half marathon runners, and then then we had this huge wave of 10K runners come in. And the 10K runners came in from a different direction from everyone else. And they went out a different direction, the way that everybody had been coming in. Then we had the 5K. And we had a huge group of 5K, tons of 5K people. So they were coming in. At the same time, I had marathon people. It was, it was insane. But again, I was so impressed and proud and in awe of how well all my friends and the volunteers and just everybody handled it. It was great. And then, of course, you know, seeing I can't even – list all of the friends that I got to see that were running um it it, it was awesome and I know like I've been on the other side of it it's so cool to come into an aid station again and people know your name and they're like oh hey Rebecca can I fill up your water bottle oh hey do you need anything oh you know it was great um so besides the lady falling and, and and hurting her nose, other than that, everything was going pretty pretty smoothly. After you know, I had that little snafu and I had a little moment of confusion, um, but then, then I, I took care of things. And so, and and again, I Marie and Darren, like they were just so great about telling people exactly where they needed to go and which way. It was it was awesome, and everybody was working together, and I was just it was great. It was awesome. It was super super fun. We were laughing and having so much fun. 
And again, the weather was pretty decent. It was it was overcast. It was a little bit. It was a little chilly for my taste, but but it was nice. It was probably really great for people who were running. Um, and then uh, we had I talked about Emily Harrison before. Um, she was actually there to run, so it was really cool to see her. Like I'm, she's so amazing and so talented, um, and so strong. So she was running the 30k. So she was obviously way well in first place. So it was really cool to see her um, come through. And then um, Ian Torrance, her husband, he was running, I believe, the half marathon. Um, and just to watch them come through. And then again, just just everybody, no matter what, right? It was it was great. It was so cool to see everybody running. It made me, honestly, was a little sad. I was jealous that I wasn't running. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted to go, like, I guess, stand there and watch all the trails and stuff. But I, I, I really have so much respect, again, for those marathoners. Because, you know, and a lot of these people, it was funny because I was talking to some of them, are doing, they do the day race, but then they do the night race. And that to me is, I, I haven't done that yet. Um, I, I really think next year I need to do that. I have yet to do that. I remember when I first found out that people even contemplate that just blew my mind. But I mean, now it's a little more, now that I've done a couple of ultras, it's it makes a little more sense to me. But still, like people who do that morning marathon and then they do the night marathon because those trails are scary and dangerous in the daytime. So the people who do it at night, those are the real heroes. Like, and all, you know, I had a couple of interesting things happen when we were doing the night marathon. So, so the cool part, this is, this is like the best part was my son. Again, he was running the kids race. So the kids race started at 1230. So I had my friend Kevin drive us down from the aid station because my car was kind of blocked in and we went down to the start line and I put William's bib on him. And I think I was more nervous than he was. It was really funny. Um, and so the kids, they get all lined up. It's really cute. And there's all ages of kids, little ones that can barely walk. And then you've got like, I think there's 10 year olds out there. It's pretty cool. William's eight. So it was really cute to watch him because I haven't said anything to him. I've coached him or anything. And he, he got up to the start line and he, he moved his way up in the front. Like he made sure that I was watching. He made sure that nobody was in front of him. So he was, he had the confidence to go in the front. Mommy, mommy does not have that confidence. I don't ever start a race up in the front like that. So that was really cute. And then I could see like he put his little leg out. Like he was so ready to go as soon as they said go. So Rob Erickson, the race, one of the race directors, uh, he, he fires off the, the little fake gun or whatever. And the kids take off. And my heart just, oh my gosh, the pride that I had in him. Because I saw him. He was just pumping his little arms and he was running as hard as he could. You know, and it was a 2K. It was an out and back. So they ran out and they had a, a, like a, a car that was kind of pacing in the front. And then all of a sudden, um, there were these three kids, these three boys that come running back like really fast. And I'm like, there's no way they ran the whole thing. You know, there's no way they ran the whole thing. That's what I kept saying. And then... You know, I sat there and we waited and we waited. And then sure enough, I look and there's my William right in the front, like first place running as fast as he can. It was, oh my gosh, he was so far away, but I probably took a thousand pictures of him, you know, and he crossed the finish line and I was just so excited for him. And his twin brother was there cheering him along and he got his first medal, you know, and then um, we talked about it. So what happened was those three kids had gone out and someone had told them, to turn around, I think, um, at a different spot than they were supposed to. So they they were a little short on the course. But and I know it's funny. I, I explained that to William. I said, "Hey, it happens. It's happened to me on races. You know, people have cut the course. Either you know, it's all it's almost always um, unintentional. You know, and that's just it. That's just the way that it goes." So I told him. In my heart, he's always first place. But for his first race, he did amazing. He did amazing. He was awesome. So he was the first the first kid in who actually ran the entire course. So that was. Super cool. That was really exciting for me as a mother, obviously. Uh, so 
we got we got some food because they had food trucks there and there was beer and it was so cool because everybody was hanging out and congratulating each other um i got to see uh some of the award ceremonies so for the 30k you know emily harrison who writes my plan she was first place for the 30k and then my my friend maya who i love so much she was second place so that was super cool to see her those two up there on the podium together and then some other friends just talking to everyone um we went back up to the aid station. So now we've got to get ready for the night race. So we start getting, um, we start cleaning up and getting everything ready for the night race and the wind kicks up. And the Vegas wind is the worst. Like the tables that we had all of our aid station food on like blew over and we were just standing there. Just, there was nothing we could do. It was terrible. So we moved the vehicles so that we could block the tables and we pushed the tables up against one of the vehicles because I really wanted to make sure that we had stuff out there for the night people. Um, so sun starts to set and, and here we go again. So I don't have as many people this time, but I had really awesome quality people up there with me at night, really capable people. And I still had my two students who had been there all day with me. So they knew what was going on and they were a lot more, we were all more familiar with the course and which way people needed to go. You know, so of course though, the only thing is it's a lot colder. Uh, the wind was blowing a lot more. Um, it calmed down again a little more, so it wasn't super hard gusts to win. But anyway, the marathoners start coming through. And we had such a great group of people running the marathon. There was um, some people who had done it in the daytime, uh, so they were out there at night. So that was nice because they were already familiar with the course, and I didn't have to worry about them as much. Um, we had these uh, these two guys that ended, they ended up running together. They were really funny. One of them was he had run the day marathon, and he was kind of like video logging everything so he'd come into the aid station he'd be like oh say hi you know i'm in the aid station and he would film all of us and stuff it was really cool um and then my friend john music he had ran in the morning and he was doing the night marathon um so and then i think i believe there was only one female that was doing the night marathon and again like mad props to people who do that race at night in the dark like it's those trails are no joke during the daytime like i said so if for anyone to go out there at night like that's that's definitely at the top of my bucket list for next year like i think i need to just i'm saying here right now i think i just need to do the night marathon because i just remember how impressed i always am with those people so so it was really cool. You know, and my sons, they were really cold. So they were all bundled up in my car playing on their iPads. Luckily, I had charged their iPads up and bought brought a backup charger. Um, I have a Care Bear onesie. Um, it's really warm. So I put my Care Bear onesie on just to kind of help people out. My parents for Christmas got me this really awesome karaoke machine. Okay. And it has a disco ball on it and flashing lights that are synced with the music. So I set that up. So we had a really cool little like disco light party going on with my playlist, with my, all my, most of it's gangster rap. So it's kind of funny. People would come in and I've got Tupac and Ice Cube and all that stuff, but some other things going. So it was really cool. It was really, I tried to make it really fun. Um, we got all the food set up. One really great thing is, you know, we were able to, uh, we did cup and noodle. And so um, Aaron Hastings, he's another director. He's amazing. He's the one that coordinates the volunteers and all the course markings and all the aid stations. Uh, he was bringing hot water up for us in his thermos so that we could fill up the soup for the runners. And they really appreciate that. Just the, the little cup of noodles. Cause like I said, it was, it was pretty cool. So it was really cool. So and again, marathoners are coming through, half marathoners, 30K, we've got 5K, 10K. There was a ton of 5K and 10K at night. Um, we only ended up with 10 marathoners. And so, you know, everybody is just running and just having so much fun. And it was really great, again, to be there and help um, everyone. One of the guys that was doing the marathon, he had done the day marathon. He started to have a little bit of trouble 
um, with his IT band. And it was really cool. He sat down in the chair and my friend uh, Maya was there helping me and she's actually an ER nurse. And so she was trying to help him out, you know, with his leg. He's like, no, 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 I got it. And he, he had poles. And so he takes his pole and he starts rolling out the IT band with his pole. It was pretty cool. I've never seen someone do that in a race. It was, it was awesome. Um, so yeah, so we just had so much fun. So then some other people, some friends came up and we're all hanging out, listening to music, helping the runners. We were dancing to the music. Some of the runners that were coming in, I wish I had gotten all their names, but they were they were dancing with us and just having the best time. And everyone at night, they were all in such good spirits. And, and just again, like that's what I love about trail running and ultra runners, like what kind of crazy do you have to be to go out in the middle of the night when it's freezing cold and it's windy and run a super hard ass marathon like that? Like that is just so awesome to me. So these people that were out there, um, there was there was two guys that were from California. I think there was another set of guys from California. Two guys from here that we know, um, Seth and Mark, um, that had done the day. And so again, everybody was just super great spirits considering the conditions and you know, coming in, all the fr- my friends that were coming in again, such a great experience. I mean, now I have been out there. I started at 7 a.m., you know, so so <laughs> I had been out there at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, it, it, quite some time. So we got really lucky, though. Um, Not lucky, but, you know, I felt bad. But we had two of the marathon runners, the last two, they actually ended up dropping, and we didn't know that. So we were able to pack up and close up the aid station at about 11 o'clock that night. Um, it was pretty cool. So... Just um, Blood, Sweat, and Beers is such a great race. Um, and if you're listening to this and you haven't done it, you have to sign up next year. Um, it is um, very technical, very challenging, but it's so beautiful out there. And and the best part about it, I know everybody said this. I was I was on Facebook, you know, this morning when I woke up, and my whole news feed is nothing but pictures from the race and people talking about how much fun they had and how awesome it was. Um, just wow like what a great great fun race and um all different options the one thing oh this was so cool so my aunt like i talked about her before my aunt leanne who showed up at jackpot to support me she signed up for the race i didn't know that and so she was doing the uh night 5k or i'm sorry she did the day five daytime 5k so it was so cool like i didn't know she was even going to be out there and i was you know managing the aid station and she came running through and it was super cool to see her. That was awesome. I love her. So that was great. Um, and then, of course, everyone else. There was a counselor from my school, um, Mr. Martin, and his daughter. And they actually signed up for their first 5K together. And so they did it, and they finished. And it was so cool to see them. So that was really cool because I, I kind of harassed him about signing up for that. So it was great to see that he did it. Just just such a fun, awesome experience. And I, I didn't get to spend a lot of time at the finish line this year. But the little bit of time that I was there, you know, they had um, beer. We have the Craft House Brewery. Uh, had beer and then we had um food trucks and the food trucks were absolutely amazing and just everybody down there hanging out and stuff so i missed out a little bit on that but we definitely had a lot of fun up in our 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 aid station especially towards the end of the night we started to get a little bit you know loopy and things like that and we maya had her unicorn onesie on and i had my care bear onesie on and we had the music going and we were dancing and just having a great time super fun so i was a little sad i didn't get to run yesterday uh but it was great. And so um, at the end of the night, you know, we packed everything up. It was great. We got got the aid station taken care of and I, I had to take my students home. So I didn't end up getting home and going to bed until about one o'clock last night. So it's funny. I woke up this morning and I, I was like, God, I feel like I ran yesterday, even though, you know, I didn't. I, I felt like I ran a, a race yesterday. But I, I mean, I was on my hour, my feet for 17 hours plus yesterday. So I guess that's in some way kind of time on feet training. Um, so, you know, and then I woke up this morning and again, um, and this is something I'm definitely going to focus on this week. I'm just, 
you know, people who pretend like everything's a sunshine and butterflies, it just, it irritates me, right? Like, I know on Facebook, you know, we curate everything and on Instagram and I, I guess, you know, a lot of people have been messaging me again about the podcast, which I really appreciate. Like, I am honest about the fact that I struggle. Like, I'm still struggling with, with my anxiety and sometimes I struggle with depression and honestly, my running is, is how I cope. Like, it, it has saved my life. So, this week with me not being able to run so much again i've had to wrestle with those demons and i'm so proud of myself and i'm also grateful for all of the support that i have around me to help me with that because you know this this whole new thing that i'm doing here with um with michael and motivated lv like i'm very excited about that because after i had my sons um I've just i've struggled with body image and i've struggled with my weight and i i, I struggle with that imbalance that I've had and the injuries that it's caused. And you know what, I refuse to give up. Like I, I refuse it. And you know, I am doing very well. I, someone pointed out to me this week, like I've accomplished so much in my running, but I want to do more. You know, this, that, that there's, I, for some reason in my head for so long, I had it that I was an average runner and I would never be capable of doing some things that, that I wanted to do or that I, I admire in other people. And that's, that's fucking garbage. Like, you know, that's what's so funny. It's like, it's so true about a lot of it is just if you believe that you're capable of doing that, then you, you'll be able to do it eventually, like in all good time. But of course, you know, if I say to myself, oh, well, I'll never be fast. I'll never be strong. I'll never be able to make the cutoffs for that race. Yeah, you're not going to do it. So I that's why I think Quicksilver was such a great decision for me because um, it's it's in May and it's going to be my first Western States qualifier. So it is definitely not an easy thing for me. And making that cutoff is going to be um, a challenge, but it's also a very doable challenge for me. Um, I'm excited now to just really from a scientific aspect, right? From a logical approach, I guess. Look at, okay, where am I weak? What can I do now till then that will make me a better runner and more successful? And I've learned so much. You know, I learned so much at Jackpot and I've learned so much at all of my races. So now it's a matter of just with this 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 imbalance and getting that fixed. You know, the other, my other biggest area, and I, I've said this many times, but I'm I'm very serious about this and I'm very committed to it, is my nutrition. I I really, really, really would like to lose 10 pounds. And I know like a lot of people say, oh, that's really silly. It's arbitrary. You know what though? The lighter you are, the faster you are. It's just a scientific fact. It has, it really doesn't have too much to do with um, appearance things because at this point I, I really have kind of just given up on that. But, but it's more of a, a logical scientific thing. Okay. So what is going to be, make me a better runner? Okay. Being lighter is going to make me a better runner. And I think that 10 pounds too, honestly, was a weight that I was at not that long ago. And I had some pretty bad things happen in my life. And I kind of gained weight out of just, you know, eating my feelings. And so getting that weight off has been such a struggle. Um, and every race I always say, okay, buy this, buy arches. I'm going to lose 10 pounds by Ray Miller. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Guess what? That 10 pounds is still there. So and I lost a little bit of it and I gained it back again. So that's another goal. So leaning up definitely um, before Quicksilver is a huge goal for me. And then incorporating um, some some really specific targeted strength training um, that will fix this imbalance and this weakness that I have in my right leg. Um, but, you know, again, like I'm, like I'm saying, I mean, 
I, I am still kind of struggling, you know, like I said at the beginning, like about this whole, is it all worth it? Right? Like I keep saying, okay, I spend all of my free time, um, my money. I'm a single mother. Um, I'm a teacher. I don't make a lot of money. I have my own home. It is mine. I bought it myself. I have a mortgage, you know, um, I don't get alimony and I don't get child support, which I, I'm very proud of. Um, nothing against people who do, but but that's the situation that I'm in. So race registration, you know, um, anything that I have to pay for that's related to my running, like, ugh. so it, I, you know, so I always say like, well, is it worth it, right? Um, I thought when I first started doing this that first of all that running this much would I would be so skinny. I thought I would be so skinny okay opposite is true right like I think <laughs> which I need to work on like I know like I, I'm not I'm not gonna blame it on anything else um I maybe I need to lay off taco Tuesdays maybe I need to lay off the IPAs like I know that and I'm gonna 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 incorporate some strategies here um for Quicksilver but but no like I'm very honest about that um and 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 the other thing you know it's like back to this whole thing because this has been bothering me so much is is that I have um, I'm divorced and I've been single for a while and it is so hard to date when you run as much as I do. Right. And so of course, like all my friends who don't run say, oh, well, date a runner. It's not that simple. Really, there's a limited supply. And then at the same time, it, it's almost that whole now with my, my trail group, you know, if you date someone in the group, it's like dating someone at work, right? And then you have, if it doesn't work out, it gets awkward. And it's my trail, my trail group is like my second family. Like I spend more, more time with the people in the trail group than I do with my own family. So, so that's a struggle. So then, so then I go back to the whole, okay, well, why am I doing all this? Why am I spending all this time running? Why am I spending all this money on training and plans and watches and shoes and gels and how, you know, I spend so much money, all, all the money that I don't have um, on my running and for what, right? Like it's not producing these tangible things that I, I had expected it to give me in the beginning, right? Like I'm, I definitely expected to meet some amazing ultra runner that would, you know, I would be compatible with um, and we would just, you know, spend our lives training and running races together. That hasn't happened. That's not the reality of the situation. So of course, you know, this whole week I was like, wow, why, why am I doing this? Maybe, maybe my, my family is right. Like what, should I stop? Um, but you know, I, yesterday, just watching everyone, and especially watching my son. Is this ultra running stuff worth it? Of course it is. Because first of all, what else would I be doing with all my free time? <laughs> I can't even I can't even imagine. <laughs> as busy as I am, I still get bored. I still find time to Netflix binge. I still feel time find time to read books and things like that. So I mean what would I do? What would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? And I do absolutely I just th that time that I'm out there on the trail. I live for. Um, I woke up this morning and I have my sons. And so I really, 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 really wanted to just go run for hours, but I can't, you know, because I have the boys. And, and I really, I'm not going to go get on the treadmill at the gym anymore and run, you know, for hours on a treadmill. I, I hate it. And I don't think it's beneficial to me. So, um, cause I have my sons every other weekend. So I have every other weekend to go run trails for hours. So this morning, um, I just decided I'll just do a little quick run around my neighborhood, um, and I did that, and it was again awesome. Every moment I spend running um, 
is always awesome. Maybe those first few minutes, like what's that What's that saying? The first mile is a lie. Uh, that doesn't usually happen to me. It's usually just the first 10 minutes, usually. Um, and that's very rare. That's very rare uh, that I don't enjoy the first 10 minutes of a run. But if, if I don't enjoy it or if I'm not, you know, in, in the zone or in heaven in my running, like I like to say, then no. And I, I ran for for about 50 minutes this morning on road around my neighborhood and I had my music on again and it was just, it was heaven and I was so happy. And the thing I noticed today, it's really funny because again, I haven't been running as much. So I've put on a couple pounds and I've been feeling kind of fat and gross and out of shape. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to be so slow. I ran my fastest time around my neighborhood this morning, faster than I've ever ran it before. Like I looked down at my watch and I was like, is my, like I tapped the Garmin, is my Garmin broken? Because I felt so good and I was running so much faster than I normally do during my easy runs. So there you go. So yes, is it worth it? Like I, I'm going to keep asking that. I'm sure I will ask it again. Um, yes, of course it is. Like I love this so much and it has added so much to my life. Um, it, it didn't give me the things that I expected, but that, that is the nature of life, right? We expect so much and we we don't ever get what we expect or we don't always get what we expect, but that's, that's what's so great about all of it. And you have to just learn to embrace it. So yes. So Next week is um, my first big week for Quicksilver, so I'm excited to be training um, again, getting my mileage back up there again, so that I can regain a little bit of my my sanity and my confidence. You know, it is it's a very simple formula. The more I run, the better that I feel. <laughs> so um, I will be meeting uh, with Michael, the trainer, again next week, and we're going to start working on some strength. So hopefully. Um, I can talk a little bit more about that in detail and, and put some things up there. So in the meantime, make sure that you check out the Facebook page for Rebecca Runs Trails. Um, I'm getting the website back up, so I hope, have, hope to have a lot of stuff on there. Um, but it's RebeccaRunsTrails.com. And then, of course, you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. I added on there. Um, that is it for this week. So keep running and keep smiling and keep having fun. Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you even trail bra? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you wanna run? Do you even trail bra?